Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Liberty Council files a brief supporting 159-year-old Arizona abortion law. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council recently filed an amicus brief at the Arizona Supreme Court in the case involving Planned Parenthood of Arizona against the state with respect to a law that goes back to 1864. Uh, this law will come back into operation now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. However, a lower court has put a temporary pause on that law and, in fact, has preferred instead the other existing newer law that bans abortion at a later time of gestation. This law, though, would actually go back to 1864. We're now filing the brief. It's already at the Arizona Supreme Court. And we filed this brief on behalf of a number of organizations raising the issue of the racist eugenic history of abortion. You know, and this this uh, near this 1864 law is a near total abortion ban with only exceptions for life threatening emergencies. So I imagine that those who are against that are favoring the 15 week because it's a little more loose and less restrictive. Yeah, in fact, uh, that's right. It's the 15-week abortion bill. It would ban most abortions or many abortions, but this one here, the 1864 law, would go back to the original and ban virtually all abortions. Yeah, it's really sad that we even have to fight for this, you know, for unborn life. Well, and the Arizona Attorney General does not want to defend this, so no. a doctor who's an obstetrician and medical director of Choices Pregnancy Center in Arizona has intervened as the guardian ad litem in, in this case, and he is legally representing the best interest of unborn children in the state, and he has petitioned the Arizona Supreme Court to reverse the appeals court decision and reinstate the 1864 near-total abortion ban to protect unborn children. You know, good for him. You know, of course, we celebrated last year when the Dobbs case and Roe and the Casey decisions were overturned, right? So they go back to the states. So this 15-week abortion ban was in, was like the trigger law that went into place because of that being overturned, right? So now we filed this amicus brief in support of the original 1864 law, which would ban near totally all abortions. That's right. And so our amicus brief is on behalf of the Arizona Life Coalition, the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference, uh, which have a strong interest in exposing the racist and eugenic history of the abortion movement that has had catastrophic effects on these communities and other vulnerable populations. These organizations that we represent have a strong interest in defending life, uh, like the laws that Arizona passed 159 years ago and any other laws that protect life, particularly those that, like this, are protecting all life, because if you go back to the history of abortion, uh, abortion is the modern-day offspring of eugenics. Margaret Sanger and the early abortion movement uh, provided abortion to reduce population by um, 
lessening certain races and ethnicities and people with disabilities or mental uh, challenges. Uh, they would call it, uh, you know, uh, imbecile or other kinds of names like the case of Kerry Buck that went up to the United States Supreme Court. They wanted to forcibly sterilize her in Virginia. The Commonwealth of Virginia did because they felt that she had a low IQ. It was unbelievable, shameful history. We overview all of this in our amicus brief. It's mm -hmm. similar to what we did at the United States Supreme Court in the Dobbs case, which the Dobbs decision actually cited to our amicus brief. Yeah, one of the few. But, you know, what's tragic, Matt, is that Margaret Sanger, Charles Darwin, Adolf Hitler, they denied the existence of our Yahweh God, but yet they consider themselves gods, and they could eliminate whatever populations they chose. Well, it goes back to Charles Darwin, mm -hmm. and you have Charles Darwin with the origin of the species by means, it continues on, of natural selection or the preservation of favored races. So he actually has in the title preservation of favored races, meaning that there are some races that are favored and some races that are disfavored. In his eyes. In his eyes. And so in his eyes, there are certain weeds among the human population that need to be pulled up, mm. plucked up, and thrown away. Because as those weeds grow, they propagate other similar weeds. I'm using his thinking and right. Margaret Sanger's thinking. And those weeds then eventually, kind of like in your yard, they take over the good grass. And it's interesting you don't hear any of this uh, verbiage from the pro-abortionist, do you? <laughs> no, and so what you have is this idea of medicine coming on board and people being able to live because of medicine. Well, that causes a problem in their views because you don't have people naturally dying. Medicine's keeping them alive. Otherwise, they would be weeded out by natural selection or the preservation of favored races. They would be weeded out. So what they wanted to do is they wanted to participate actively in, quote, human evolution. And they wanted to evolve the human race to be a better race and the way to do it in their warped secularist view is to eliminate certain categories of people, certain races, certain ethnicities, people with disabilities. If you had diabetes, epilepsy, you're on the disfavored list. If your IQ was lower than what they thought it should be with their failed non-scientific tests that they did back then, then you would be on their disfavored list. If you were black or if you were Jewish or if you were Southern European as opposed to Northern European, you would be on their less favored list. So as Adolf Hitler wanted to have the Northern Europeans as the favored race, so did Margaret Sanger. So they began taking people. They put them in sanitarium so that they could not procreate. When that became too expensive, they then began to forcibly sterilize them, thus the case that went all the way to the United States Supreme Court called Buck versus Bell, uh, a horrible case that allowed the Commonwealth of Virginia to forcibly sterilize Carrie Buck and so many others. Many other states passed these laws after the Buck versus Bell decision was handed down by the United States Supreme Court. 
And the Nazis in the Nuremberg trials, they used the Buck versus Bell decision to defend their actions in Nazi Germany. And all of this was during the time of the development of Margaret Sanger, Planned Parenthood. So she developed these clinics. She put them in these minority neighborhoods. And just still today, uh, you have this racist distribution mm -hmm. of these abortion clinics in these minority neighborhoods still today. The majority of them are still in black and minority neighborhoods. You know, we shudder and we, as we remember what happened in the Nazi camps, what Adolf Hitler did. But that same human genocide is happening even today. 86% of Planned Parenthood's abortion clinics and their so-called health clinics, 86% of their abortion clinics are in or near minority neighborhoods in the 25 U.S. counties with the most abortions. It's amazing. It's tragic. In fact, um, we argue in our brief that this racist eugenic history has always been part and parcel of abortion. We link it to Charles Darwin and Margaret Sanger and Adolf Hitler, and the history is indisputable. And just like we asked the United States Supreme Court, we're also asking the Arizona Supreme Court to close the racist eugenic history Mm -hmm. on abortion in fact in and our stop putting the signature of approval on it. all right in fact in our brief we say the vast majority of abortions before 15 weeks kill disabled and minority infants abortion is in direct conflict with the arizona constitution's guarantee of the right to life yes it's a powerful brief you can go to liberty council's website lc.org forward slash life. This is not the only brief that we filed. We are filing many briefs, already have filed many briefs since the Dobbs decision. As I mentioned, we filed an amicus brief in the Dobbs decision, which is one of the very few briefs cited by the majority opinion in the case. And now we're citing and we're uh, filing these amicus briefs all over the country. The most recent one is in Arizona. Pray for this case and many of the other states where we're litigating and defending life. lc.org forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.